normal conversation. Relax. Okay. Relax. Take well, you deep. guys have done it a few times, you know? Think back to your first time. Well, it is recording right now. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, um... Yes. Welcome, guys, to episode number six. I'm your co-host, or I am your host, Jason Manorinter. And I'm your co-host, David Liu. And I guess, Mel, what would you be? You're, I'm your guest today. You're, your, you're our guest? <laughs> yeah, yes. I guess so. She's our guest speaker. Your guest speaker. Well, that's exciting. We're going to be talking about Airbnbs today. Yes. The good old Airbnbs. We got into Airbnb about last year and we went pretty hard on it um i would say uh yeah we went from like two to like eight yeah in the span of like well i we had one in one month then that went into two and then yeah i think we left we finished off with seven seven or eight or something yeah what was your your first airbnb my first airbnb was the verve and uh the verve has you know 53 cases right now they had a huge outbreak um in cases so of covid yes (laughs) so uh they they had to um uh temporarily shut it down Mm -hmm. um yeah the first one was the verve and you know that building actually was pushing really hard to keep airbnb Mm -hmm. during covid Mm -hmm. it's the only building i know that um fought to to allow airbnbs during covid yeah i think it's because a few of the board members had airbnbs as well so yeah they were the ones that were advocates for it yeah and there's a lot of investors in there and yeah they did they didn't want to stop the airbnbs Mm-hmm. And uh, just so you guys know, there is no link between the cases and Airbnb and Airbnb. Yeah, yeah it's reported by the Alberta Health Services. Yeah. So. Yeah. Melissa will probably share a story about that um, later on. Dealing Are, with that. Dealing with that. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting for sure. That uh, was uh, very my first experience dealing with the media and seeing how. You know they change kind of stories and stuff like that but yeah it was pretty it's pretty in- intense <laughs> you, you were yeah. pretty stressed out there for a couple of days i was, I was yeah. like oh my god nothing's even happening <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah before we get into that let's um let's talk let's start talking about airbnbs and and the different types of airbnbs um that we've done we've got a we've had a lot of conversations in the last year about airbnbs so a lot of people ask us how to get into it um if we, if we own them if we rent them if we manage them what would you say uh we do guys i would say um we've done a couple different ways of uh, going about it we've managed properties mm-hmm. um you guys have like leased out properties and then kind of i guess subletted it mm-hmm. yeah um, and then, of course, like you guys have owned some of the properties as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. exactly. It's about thirty percent, thirty-three percent each. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we got. We own, we manage, and we also lease to operate. Yeah, so we manage it where we don't have anything to do with the property. 
Um, and the and owner managed, like the owner owns it. Yeah, the owner mm-hmm. owns it, owns it, and and Melissa manages it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they assume pretty much all of the expenses, and they kind of um, have more of a risk. Mm-hmm. The owner would have more of a risk with that one. Yeah, yeah. they deal with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a lot of people I feel aren't even aware of the benefits of Airbnb. Um, I know for me, I was very hesitant about it. Mm-hmm. And when I got my hands on the first one, I was like, I could see why people grow this business. Yeah, it's a very exciting and uh, and new business that um, allows you essentially to be a like a like a hotel owner. Yeah, yeah, a partial hotel owner. Yeah, it's it's very exciting because every single booking you get, it's just kind of like wow, like. Everyone has their own story, and mm-hmm. you know when you're managing like five or more properties, it's something every day that's happening. So it's kind of like keeps you keeps you engaged, and like um, you keep seeing the progress of it, which is what I liked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we right now are down to one. one. <laughs> <laughs> is it one or two Airbnbs? It's one right now. Yeah. Well, I, I think. Because the verb is going to allow us to go back go back in. Oh, really? Well, then we'll have three. Yeah. Oh. We'll have three. But tentatively, they, they stopped it yeah. um, short term. Yeah. yeah. For two weeks, they said. And then I guess we'll see. But who knows how long the COVID outbreak is going to really last for in the building. Yeah. Yeah, we went from eight. And then we had two pending in May. I think we have... I think, yeah, we before we were aiming to almost do about 10 11 properies mm-hmm. um for airbnb. Bef- for airbnb before the stampede so oh, yeah. we, we we had them all ready to go pretty much we were prepping them um and that's something we'll talk about also mm-hmm. um yeah we had 10 almost oh, i think 10 11 yeah. ready to go mm-hmm. and man covid just just annihilated <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, rocked our plans on on growing the Airbnb business, but we learned a lot. We oh, learned yeah. a lot. We still recommend it in the future. Um, right now, definitely just put a hold on to it. And yeah, now we're at one. Hanging in there. <laughs> that one. <laughs> uh, what would you say has changed, Mel, since you do most of the managing of it? What would you say has changed since COVID? I think so much has changed since COVID. Um, one of the the biggest things probably that I've noticed the change in is the types of people that are booking pre and post COVID. I think pre COVID is like, you know, travelers, young professionals, people traveling for business, families and stuff like that. Post COVID, we at first got hit with like a lot of like delinquent kind of people who were who were transient yeah transient people who were (laughs) crazy people they were just yeah it was a learning curve for sure Mm -hmm. on how to screen the guests a lot better and you know make sure that people have reviews and that kind of thing because we saw that there was like some criminal activities and stuff like that that was you know, just crazy people, people who wouldn't check out, you know, had to threaten to call the cops on people for trespassing because they wouldn't, um, 
like leave our properties. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, the main reason that changed is because, well, for one, no one's really traveling during the pandemic and um, a lot of the hotels shut down. So I think a lot of the people that did those kind of activities moved to Airbnbs. Mm. Yeah, and then that's when uh, that's when the, a lot of the condo boards actually shut them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've had they had a lot of problems. Yeah, it's a learning process. They actually um, in Edmonton, I think three three to four months ago, a bylaw got passed that yeah. actually uh, impacted all of Alberta. Yeah, provincially. Yeah, and that was uh, a law that got passed. Um, where it said something in the bylaws where you weren't allowed to do Airbnbs anymore short term if you had this specific wording in the bylaws, in, in the condo bylaws, which a lot of condos had. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, it was like at that point, a lot of condos also just completely bla- ba- banned it right away. Mm-hmm. And, so, and prior to that, it wasn't like they weren't able to be banned, right? Yeah, like, it was a gray area still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was something in the, the Condominium Act that protected land uh landlords from uh the condo board to not like to stop them from not doing short-term rentals because like at the end of the day if if someone needs to rent out their property and they can't do it long term and they have to force to do short term Mm -hmm. then uh they they couldn't stop them from doing that because otherwise they could lose the property Mm -hmm. Where, where are we at? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What's changed since uh, COVID? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, because you kind of took the lead on t- in getting into the management and um, you saw the progression of it. Uh, I know in January, February, we were getting bookings mm-hmm. uh, in, in J- July already. Yeah. yeah. Our Stampede Week was pretty much already set and booked for a lot of our units. Um, and how, how much were they around? A during, night? Yeah. During, those, th- during the Stampede during stampede it was 300 bucks a night yeah i think that was a minimum per unit yeah yeah 320 to 350 i think is what i saw yeah and when you tell those numbers to people they don't believe it no but it's very accurate because i mean if you look at hotels during that time it's there four or five hundred bucks yeah oh for sure and then airbnbs like you get two bedrooms or you could sleep up to six people so Mm -hmm. 300 bucks a night is not even unrealistic yeah and a kitchen Mm-hmm. And a, and a balcony, right? Parking, mm-hmm. parking. Yeah. Uh, and and most of our units were pretty close to Stampede too. Yeah. Right. So, how was that transition during COVID? And what what are you guys like? What are we doing now? I guess with the tenants and screening. Um, for screening now, I think. Um, well, first we don't allow instant book at this moment, just because it is a little bit complicated. Um. So what is instant booking for people that don't know that? So instant book is where people on Airbnb can just uh, book instantly. You don't have to approve them. You don't have to ask them any questions. And I, yeah, and I think it's also, we had no, like, it was okay to book with no reviews. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really consider that at first just because we didn't have any issues. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely reviews is super important at least just one or if they have a bad review Mm -hmm. then it's you know you have to have a conversation with them like why why did this happen and verified accounts yeah exactly yeah that was a problem that we had i'm not sure why airbnb lets people on without like a verified id Mm -hmm. i think it should be mandatory but 
one of our guests, they actually didn't have a verified ID and they were like a troublemaker, right? Yeah, exactly. That's usually the case. Like the first instant we had with like a, like a break, like, like when people stole stuff and like broke into the storage was a non-verified account and yeah. it was a bit sketchy, like to begin with, mm-hmm. like the yeah, guy had like, like a hat and glasses on in his profile <laughs> picture and he wasn't verified. He was only booked for one day, uh, like came down from Edmonton and he like, yeah, he had an unverified account and then like, that's when all the stuff actually happened. It's like, mm-hmm. you get those type of people. Yeah. And it was really weird because during his booking, he extended his stay and then he changed his name to Louise. His name was Luke. And then he changed it so to wait, Louise. So he changed his name midway. <laughs> I was like, is this the same guest? Like, what is happening? So at that point, you know they're not really who they say they are. Yeah, exactly. I think it's probably easy to to have an unverified ID with Airbnb. I don't know how hard like they screen it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it's just a photo, right? I mean, that's why I think the reviews for sure uh is a good thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just asking kind of what the purpose of their trip is and um although people can lie but just even having that conversation with people Mm -hmm. for the airbnbs i found also there's actually more guests within canada did you see that like when i was first watching it a lot it's all within canada mostly and there's probably 20% 20% that travel overseas. Right? Yeah, I would agree. I would say majority is within Canada. Right. I think we've had a few international, but definitely majority, right? yeah, is yeah. within Canada. It's a lot of people going to Banff, I guess. Yeah. Banff. And what people don't realize, too, is there's a lot of, uh, uh, what do you call those? At the BMO Center? Event. Conferences. Yeah, conferences mm-hmm. and stuff that attract people within Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the car show yeah there's uh, a lot of business stuff going on mm-hmm. trade shows what would you say if right now for airbnbs where people are coming from well where people are coming from and are they i would say they are still profitable a little bit more but not as much as we wanted to right yeah mm-hmm. it's average yeah but I, yeah go ahead dave it's average but i feel like it's it's not it's better than nothing yeah <laughs> Yeah, because we did have to convert them to long-term rentals. But what would you say to someone that wanted... What would you guys say to someone that wanted to do an Airbnb right now? Hold off. Hold off? Yeah. Mel? Um, yeah, I would also say probably hold off right now. Um, it might be a little bit different, actually, if they were doing like a house Airbnb as opposed to a condo. Mm, that's true. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because all of our places are condos downtown. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, so maybe a house might be a little bit safer with COVID. and. That's the hard thing with COVID because for people that are doing Airbnb with a house, it's less strict, mm-hmm. right? When, when you have a condo, you have the neighbors, mm-hmm. right? You have, um, you have the neighbors, you have the condo bylaws. Mm-hmm. And you have, what else? Like it, you have a huge common area. You have mm-hmm. a common area. Concierge. And then for them the to buzz in. The security of the building. Yeah. Oh, the security now is crazy. Yeah. The, the amenities. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. So like to even get someone in the Airbnb, you they have to buzz into the main lobby to get into the 
door and if it, they don't make it on time to, to the, the elevator, elevator. <laughs> yeah. right like so many crazy stories were like i can't get it it's like but i feel there for, we don't have any houses yet but i feel a house might be different um at this time because there's less rules and mm-hmm. you're in more control mm-hmm. um, i feel like it would just be more simple I think we have one coming up though that we're gonna try yeah i'm still working on that one but yeah. it'll be coming soon yeah it'll be sweet it has a hot tub yeah so i think that'll be a good selling feature for it yeah yeah and it's a pretty nice house yeah, it's oh, a yeah. pretty nice it's like a eight hundred thousand dollar house that we're gonna be converting to airbnb are you, are you guys worried about parties at that house hmm i don't know not really i guess the thing that kind of gives us some confidence is the insurance that Airbnb offers. Mm-hmm. So at least you have like a million dollars liability. But Yeah, and that's something I wanted Mel to, to dive into was talk about the Airbnb uh, claims that we've done. We've done a few. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, how is the process of them? And are, are you able to get your money back? Because people think that they don't and i always say yeah it's pretty simple Airbnb's, we've we've had we haven't had any real issues about doing claims on them mm-hmm. right but you definitely have more experience on that so do you want to share a story or something of of the claims yeah for sure yeah so um our first claim that we did was at one of our actually yeah our first airbnb that i started managing anyways and um oh. Which, which one? Which one was the it? keynote one. Okay. Okay. And um, what happened with this claim was that the guest, I messaged them for checkout at 10 a.m. as the cleaner was there, and I just wanted to confirm that they checked out okay, and that they replied, and they said, "Oh, I tripped. I hit my face off of the <laughs> granite countertop in the bathroom. I'm bleeding everywhere, and I broke my teeth." <laughs> And um, don't worry, I fixed the the granite countertop. <laughs> so at this point, um, I was kind of obviously quite concerned. So, you know, the cleaner felt comfortable that she would go in and kind of see what was going on mm-hmm. in there. And so there was a couple in there and yeah, basically the whole count, like the whole corner of the granite countertop in the bathroom was actually broken right off. I remember that. <laughs> and they super glued it oh. back on. Um, so, so yeah, and then there was blood everywhere. And these people were pretty sketchy, uh, mm-hmm. according to the cleaner, right? Like, Yeah, and this was right transient. during COVID. Yeah, like, this was right like, during COVID. Like the first week. The first yeah. week of COVID. <laughs> this was our first taste, I we're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. happened yeah. Yeah. yeah and it was really stressful because uh we it was a turnover so we had someone checking in at four o'clock yeah and there's you know blood everywhere mm-hmm. not not everywhere you know but yeah. it was like on the mirror i i saw it and like yeah like just kind of splattered yeah like it, it wasn't a lot of blood but yeah like yeah but i think she sent a picture of her teeth missing did she I? Did. Is that right? yeah she sent me a picture <laughs> and i didn't really know what to say because i was like are you okay like do you need to go to a dentist and then she said yeah i'm going but yeah she sent me a picture and her two front teeth were completely broken off <laughs> which was a little bit disturbing but <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah so that was our first claim and um so how did you uh claim that so so the first thing that you have to do with airbnb is you have to make sure you get everything in the airbnb messages with the guest Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise they won't claim anything if you talk to them like separately in like a text message or phone conversation Mm -hmm. so you have to make sure everything's written and you have to send pictures of everything Mm -hmm. and then the first step is you actually ask the guest to reimburse you for the damages Mm. So I did that, and obviously the guest um, wasn't able to cover the cost of the damages. What was the uh, the cost of everything? I think the cost was like just over a grand because there was a bunch of towels that had blood all over them. Mm-hmm. The the sheets had blood on them, um, and then and you can claim those also. Yeah, you can claim all of that. So and then as well as the granite countertop um, to be repaired. And that was in the in the bathroom. That's why yeah. it was priced a, a little uh, lower. Not the whole kitchen granite. Yeah, exactly. That, that'd be like three, four thousand for that. Yeah. For that, but yeah. And the quote we got too was they can't just like replace it because they already kind of super glued it on really terribly. Mm-hmm. So um, they had to replace the whole granite countertop. Oh, they, they did. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, in the kitchen sink. Crazy. Yeah. And uh, not the kitchen sink. The, the bathroom. The bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then at that point, you just kind of deal with Airbnb, you let them know the situation, and then pretty much no problems with that claim at all. They just send you a check and reimburse you for it. So that wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they don't send you a check. They just they, uh, do they, it through PayPal yeah, or something. Do, yeah, they do it through PayPal. But, yeah, I remember that. That was, uh, that was, a, I was like, I don't want to deal with this right now. Yeah, that was a, that was a you, little you deal with this, <laughs> Especially just because it was a turnover and, you know, you don't want to cancel the next guest, but obviously you want to make sure that it's clean and taken care of. And, um, you know, the guest was checking out late anyways because she was dealing with her broken teeth. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of, and then what the cleaner wasn't really comfortable cleaning it. Yeah, yeah she left. Right? Yeah, she left. So <laughs> here we are, maybe like 12, one o'clock. The cleaner left. We have someone checking in in a few hours. Mm-hmm. There's blood. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. But we got it. We figured it out. We got another cleaner who, you know. Sorted it out. Yeah. yeah. Was able to do it. and. Mm-hmm and the next <laughs> guest didn't know anything that happened so yeah it was all cleaned and all done and sanitized by then yeah yeah so. exactly yeah <laughs> yeah and i think that's something people are not comfortable with if they don't know right because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of conversations we have with people about airbnbs they say like oh what happens if they damage or what happens if they do this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah airbnb does claim it right mm-hmm. it does the claim you do have to be really diligent though um like you have to know about the damages and like report it right away mm-hmm. um before another guest checks in or like oh definitely before another guest checks in so yeah you can't do a claim after yeah then, yeah yeah because we ran into that problem as well where we didn't really know the full extent of the damage from one guest mm-hmm. until after the next guest checked in and then that's when we had some problems claiming through airbnb Mm -hmm. so i would say it's just really important to be diligent um like checking the unit Mm -hmm. after each guest just making sure everything's okay Mm -hmm. and having a good cleaner yeah that's huge i would say that's like one of the number one things if you're going to get into airbnb business Mm -hmm. have a reliable cleaner who like you can trust and you know i think that's huge yeah have like four reliable ones Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah because 
the cleaner isn't just the cleaner. She's essentially he or she or whatever company they're reporting to you um, the condition, the condition, mm -hmm. and everything that's happened to the unit, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're also keeping track of like inventory of mm -hmm. supplies and um, just like checking the unit and make sure that there's no new damages, mm -hmm. and they just kind of report back to us. Yeah, that's another thing uh, people oversee is when you do an Airbnb. We didn't notice this, we didn't realize this, but you're essentially supplying the unit with all the household items, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And that's another cost that uh, you guys have to consider if you guys are as if you are considering doing Airbnb is the toilet paper, the shampoo, the the salt, the, the salt, oh, yeah. <laughs> the coffee, the coffee. You know, we get messages saying like, "Hey, where's the salt?" We're like, "Oh my god, are we gonna go buy salt?" Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> or or a peeler. You know, oh yeah, peeler, <laughs> or a, or a wine, um, a wine opener, wine yeah. opener, right? Things like that. Yeah, cost to to furnish the the condo. What would you say, Dave? Is uh, the relative cost to furnish a one bedroom Airbnb that we've that we've I think what we've priced it down to is anywhere between like two thousand to three thousand, just to get it fully furnished and fully supplied, um, with all like the uh, household items and mm -hmm. the uh, what do we call it um, consumables that are in the units. So um, yeah, it's about like twenty five, like two thousand to three thousand, just to get it going. Yeah, and th those are what I would say is the standard if you want to stand out which you do now because there's so many airbnbs mm -hmm. you do need to spend more money yeah and that's what we had to do yeah because when we first started our our airbnbs were you know they were standard i would say nothing yeah they're pretty basic mm -hmm. they didn't have any decor so like what we did was when we realized that we weren't getting as many bookings and we started looking at what was out there in the market um, we had to spend like an extra $500 just like decoring everything and making them look nice and um, like kind of adding like staging them yeah exactly like yeah. it was like full-on staging and and almost more of like a, a homely feminine touch mm -hmm. yeah yeah so definitely have to spend more on the staging um, yeah i would say it's worth it five hundred dollars to a thousand dollars on a nicer painting yeah That's like art art mm -hmm. art plants like fake plants mm -hmm. like just some nice furniture and um like household items but we were actually able to budget a lot because mel actually went around to like value village and and like thrift stores mm -hmm. to find used items yeah vintage things yeah so those are uh, a way to help make it look nicer without spending too much yeah, yeah right definitely because a lot look the dollar ram has a lot of nice stuff right? yeah they that, do that, that looks good in the photos it might not be when you touch it, might, it. yeah <laughs> it might not be quality but it yeah. looks all right it looks good in the photos and yeah, that's yeah. all that matters right they come in and they're like oh wow yeah Dollarama is a good place to get a lot of the basic items that you need. And then, like, especially in the kitchen. Like, there's so many little items in the kitchen. And you can get a lot of those for, like, I don't know, pretty cheap. Yeah, very cheap. Yeah. It's funny because when you go to Dollarama, you have, like, a full card of all this stuff, right, for Airbnb. And then you go to, like, pay, and it's, like, literally a full shopping cart. And they're like, oh, $30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, I recommend it. Yeah. So there's a lot of good options, especially, like, HomeSense, like, me and Jason spent quite a bit of time just looking for art mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. decor at HomeSense, <laughs> like lamps and stuff like that. Just like a whole day, just like us two looking at 
decor. You guys did a really good job, though. I was really impressed with that. That was that with one. the waterfront one, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Waterfront looks good. It does. Yeah, yeah, you guys did a really good job on it. The Riverfront Oasis. Yes. <laughs> good name, too. Good name. <laughs> that, oh, that's another thing. The, the title. title. Yeah. yeah, the title is a huge, huge what do you call it hook yeah it's a good hook to get people in just to when they read it they're like ooh, it's bougie (laughs) yeah so we uh, let's go let's let's uh try to remember uh we had riverfront oasis yeah what what was what were the other few we had a luxurious aspen retreat close to the rocky mountains yeah Yeah, that one's good mine was a modern art inspired condo or something like that on the with uh 32nd floor views that one was good yeah yeah i think i think i picked one it was just like Modern two bedroom two, two bedroom bath. bath. <laughs> <laughs> two bedroom two bath. Two bed two bath. BMO. BMO. Yeah. Close to BMO stampede. I have no creativity in that. Really picture for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those definitely make an impact for mm. sure with the booking and really good photos. Oh yeah, you need. Man, I wish we had uh, before and after photos of our initial, uh, like first and second one Airbnbs. Well, the Verve, the Waterfront, pretty much the first two we had. Yeah, even though versus, all the Aspen ones too. Yeah, like the photos are, are so important and the staging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's like black and white when mm-hmm. you look at them. And, yeah. and we did get, I, I would say we were booked at least 90, 90 to 95% of the month. Mm-hmm. I don't know, would you agree? That? I would agree, yeah. Yeah. After we did that. Yeah. Right? Hundred percent, and you're always on top of it to change the prices. Yeah. Right, adjusting the prices pretty much every week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Now so. it's yeah. Now we've been we actually have been booked pretty much consistently mm-hmm. as long as they were available. available mm-hmm. They were pretty much booked. Yeah, yeah. I think during COVID we've been booked this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, during COVID too, a lot of people would quarantine there for 14 days, mm-hmm. right? And that helped a lot. Yeah, and a lot of people wanted to just like have a little break. I think from oh yeah, families or you know, like I need a break from my family. Yeah. I'm leaving. I'm coming here for a week. I need to go somewhere quiet. Yeah. Well, so. we hosted that like staycation giveaway, which was pretty sweet. Yeah, um, yeah. and I think that was a good little break for people to just not be in their home yeah what i googled this and i wanted to talk about this too for people that are still iffy about airbnbs the myths about airbnbs uh the first myth is they're gonna damage my property i think that's like the furthest from the truth yeah right what would you guys say about that and why yeah, I would say that's definitely a myth out of however many guests we've hosted since January or before. I think we've had maybe like two incidences where there's been like any type of damage. And then, I mean, on top of that, we have a cleaner going in in between each guest, right? Just to make sure everything is good. If you have a long-term renter in there, you don't know what's going on. You don't know... You know, they could be damaging it as well, and you wouldn't know until the walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that the Airbnbs, they're well kept. 
just because the amount of people that are coming in and, and the amount of times that the cleaners are coming in as well. And uh, like the people are there such short term that it's really hard for them to do a lot of damage compared to a long term renter that's in there for a year. Like, you know, they're, they're using the house every day and, and more frequently. So the, the chances of damage are a lot higher with a long term rental compared to a short term rental. Yeah, and even with the short-term rentals, there, some people don't even, like, it doesn't even look like someone stayed there. They, mm-hmm. They've kept it so clean. Yeah. And just getting that clean pretty much at least once or twice a month, a minimum. I mean, you're having a professional cleaner go in there and, and clean it. And they clean everything, too. Like, yeah. it's not just, like, a surface clean, you know. They go into every corner they clean out the drawers they clean out you know the fridge yeah everything so it's it's like a really really thorough clean that they do it's not just like you know a wipe wipe up here it's top to bottom pretty much every time yeah and like if you don't have a good clean then like the reviews will reflect it as well 100 mm-hmm, percent. so it's always about like how people are going to see it because um, if if like a bad review could would could uh, damage the Airbnb, so it's really important to have like really deep thorough cleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why the the cleaner is actually such a um, important part of Airbnb. Such a critical job there for, because um, as an Airbnb host, you don't even see the condo. Like you don't even go there. Mm-hmm. You, don't even, yeah. you don't need to go there as much as the cleaner right Mm -hmm. you're you're just organizing it so definitely the cleaner is like an essential part of the business yeah i would agree right yeah very important and so to to say that uh that it is the biggest myth that um the house is gonna get wear and tear easier and faster than it would long term i think that's from our experience, I think that's not true at all. I think it's actually, they keep it nicer, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, another myth is parties. Everyone's scared that they're having parties. I think this is true and not true. It's mm-hmm. okay to have parties. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't... We've, they've, we've had guests that's had parties. Oh, yeah. Right? 100%. Well, we've had... a. Um, a complaint at one mm-hmm. um, but I mean it wasn't like it's just a complaint yeah and then once you let them know mm-hmm. then it's done mm-hmm. and so I feel with parties yes there is parties mm-hmm. but it's you're able to control it if it gets out of hand mm-hmm. and yeah. so it's not like a, a huge like rage or something like that with like yeah a hundred people in a condo no yeah. and i think that's probably that was only us at, one time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at, our, own, oh, yeah, at our own airbnb oh, for your birthday <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know i i, guess, I was joking about what oh yeah you, oh yeah we, we had some people over for your birthday yeah that the was, verb yeah, yeah but that wasn't even that many that was like 10 20 people yeah and we didn't get any complaints so no yeah. no i yeah it just depends, I guess, on your neighbors and I guess how loud the people are, are being. Mm-hmm. So parties, yes, there is parties. But not as bad as you would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like a 
what you heard about the news were, I mean, I think that's a rare case. I heard like this guy threw a million dollar, like had a million dollar in damages or something. Yeah, oh, wow. he had like a crazy like orgy or something. Oh, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> <God. laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, oh, no, but yeah, Dave said, yeah, the, the, uh, it was like a sex party or something, right? Yeah. Is this in Calgary or? Yeah, I think it was in Calgary. It yeah, was yeah. like when, when Airbnb first got here. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that's one of the downsides about having a house as opposed to a condo, because I'm sure more people would want to throw a party at a house. Um, but with the houses, too, uh, you could put your cameras there. There's cameras. Yeah. Uh, you, you could put not on the, on the inside? Not uh, on the inside. Yeah, but on, on the, the outside. Well, yeah, yeah not, in the, not in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, you, you just have to disclose that there's cameras outside, so yes. you can kind of monitor it. But I feel like that will discourage a lot of pe- renters uh, guests to have parties yeah. mm-hmm. especially you'll with see- outdoor cameras mm-hmm. yeah. exactly because you're allowed to have outdoor cameras yeah, for safety are. purposes yeah. right yeah especially the property's been like vacant so mm-hmm. I think yeah and you just have to disclose it on Airbnb yeah Airbnb everyone is talking about is it profitable mm. what do you guys have to say about that I think it's definitely profitable but you can't look at it on a month to month base just because uh, there's like high and low seasons in the month, right? So you you gotta have to you have to you have to base it on an annual basis, just because like you're gonna get peak times during summer, stampede, all that stuff, and then um, like come uh, October to like February, you might get you get a lot less bookings. So um, they they just kind of balance themselves off. But it's definitely as profitable if they're your your costs are low. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I think so too. And it depends on how much your lease is and how much you're actually monitoring your unit and what you price it at. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some months where we've lost and not that much. A couple hundred bucks, yeah. A couple hundred bucks, right? After uh, paying. After paying the lease. Yeah. Um, utilities. Utilities, uh, the management, internet, you know, all the cleans. Like, cleans, mm-hmm. miscellaneous things, right? Yeah, like we've lost some months and... But we also knew how good it was for for July, August, September, October. Yeah. Pretty much mm-hmm. April, March to October, I would say you're. Yeah, you lose a little bit in like December, like after December, like during Christmas time, to about March. But then you gain it all back. And I can't even say that you lose one hundred percent guaranteed, because mm-hmm. um, some people book for that whole month randomly. It's so random, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you get lucky, someone might book all of December, yeah, and you might break even, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what you negotiate it with, right? Mm-hmm. So, or you could lose, so or you could profit. It so, just really depends. It's the luck of the draw, I guess. It is. It is profitable, I think, and you are. are you can lose money also on some months. During Stampede, though, July, I mean, that should cover a lot of your losses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Richard, yeah. Right? Because, I, mean, I mean, you look at the numbers, 300 to $400 a night during Stampede, and if it's fully booked, that's, that's three to four grand just on, on 10 days, mm-hmm. right? So definitely you got to look at it annually, and I think the more Airbnbs you have, the more it will be balanced on the losses. Because some, when when we had when we had six, some units perform better. Perform better, yeah. Mm-hmm. And some units lost. So 
it like kind of balanced each other out right but then when like both units are doing good it's like yeah mm-hmm. it's good right and the thing too is that we're all constantly like watching that we we check how we run performers and all the units every month just to see how they're doing and then we we check to see how we can optimize them and and get them um doing better mm-hmm. so. uh, how would you say managing the airbnbs are because essentially what me and dave do is we get these up and running and what i mean by that is we get these places furnish them furnish them yeah um that takes about at least a week get the photos get the like pretty much get it ready Mm -hmm. um for airbnb yeah we get it once we get it live then we that's when we pass it off to mel to manage yeah and then mel does all the managing what would you say what does it take to manage and do you find it like it's a full-time job yeah like walk us in a a day in the life of (laughs) mel doing airbnb managements um i would say that it's it's not it's definitely not a full-time job Mm -hmm. um it's something you can do pretty casually but when something needs your attention it needs your attention right then and it's you know it's of the utmost importance because you definitely want to get a good review so you want to have really high customer service but um i would say that it's it's pretty good like it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty fun to do because you're just really interacting with guests making sure that they're okay Mm -hmm. make sure they check in okay um and then the other part of it is just organizing everything with the cleaner so I would say that I'm like in contact with the cleaner, like especially when we had all of our units operating, like at least every day I would be in conversation with the cleaner and, um, you know, just making sure everything's good with, with them. They have everything they need. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, it changed a little bit because one of our, our buildings, it, they upped the security because I used to just let the guests in remotely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now at the Verve, um, we have to meet the guests there. Mm-hmm. So that kind of changed everything. And yeah. like that changed our the whole way we operated as well because I'm not going to meet people at one in the morning. <laughs> like I did, I did that one time. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, you have to be clear when the people are checking in. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so um, it's, it definitely changes it, like driving there. Mm-hmm meeting them giving them the key mm-hmm. and like letting them in the building mm-hmm. um so so would you say like someone working nine to five could also do airbnb management no well depends if they're able to like leave their job if something needs their attention because mm-hmm. you do have to be like available um so if you're not able to like pretty much drop what you're doing on a dime and like deal with the situation mm-hmm. that I would say it's a little bit hard to manage it because mm-hmm. things do happen mm-hmm. like all the time, any hours of the day, things can happen. Mm-hmm. So I think that it would be hard having a nine to five mm-hmm. to manage it mm-hmm. unless like, you know, you had one unit and you were very specific with like the check-in and check-out times, or you maybe did it a little bit longer term, like, um, minimum like a week stay or something like that maybe mm-hmm. got it yeah. yeah I found that the technology really helped our stuff too oh yeah like 
it's so, like some of the technologies that we use is just such a saving grace. Oh yeah, like, like the August time. lock. Yeah. Just oh, like, that was a game changer. Yes. Yeah. Um, and even having the tools that we have in real estate, like our, our sentry lockbox on site. Yeah. yeah, just in case. Right, yeah, really for important. keys. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, just how we set it up is, is very streamlined. Like the process of it is is pretty solid now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the August lock is really, really cool because like you can just literally do everything remotely, mm-hmm. let them into the unit remotely. And then it's kind of nice too because you can see when the door is like locked and unlocked and mm-hmm. you can kind of like monitor the unit mm-hmm. in like a non-creepy way. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Well, that's how we knew uh, a lot of our guests were up to no good, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, if the door is unlocking and locking every hour until six in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wonder. Yeah. Yeah. That's what are they doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. That was pretty funny. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about with Airbnbs? I feel like we've covered a lot here. A lot of ground. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, if you're thinking about doing it, I think you just really need to know your numbers and uh, see if it's actually worth your while and if the property is in a good location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, location is is good. Definitely, I think anywhere downtown would be good. Mm-hmm. Know your numbers and be okay with losing uh monthly because i know for me at the beginning i was i was watching that shit every day (laughs) stressing the hell out (laughs) like oh my god we got no bookings and you know what happened we always got bookings yeah yeah you know i'm like next week we have like the first week would be booked and i'm like oh my god the whole week's the whole rest of the month's empty People last minute book yeah. all, all the time. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like, I don't even look at it. I don't even care. It, it will come. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I think that's even with uh, the people we managed to, I was setting that expectation. I'm like, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't watch it. Don't watch mm-hmm. it. Totally. <laughs> you know? And uh, he's like, no one's booking though. Should we drop it the price? I'm like, no, it's okay. Like, just trust me. You yeah. don't need to. Yeah. It, it always gets booked. Right. So yeah, I would say, don't stress about it too much at the beginning stage it very good mm-hmm. put some money into it mm-hmm. do the extra touches do the extra touches like have a guidebook for them you know? guidebook yeah yeah definitely find a good uh manager management so mel does an excellent job mm-hmm. managing them i think that's very critical finding an excellent management and i'm not, I'm not just saying that because you're my fiance uh, but we don't worry about these yeah. at all yeah. like, i don't even think about i don't it. even look at them anymore <laughs> yeah i don't even think about it after they get set up yeah right you said finding a good cleaner mm-hmm. yeah i would say that's up there for the one of the most important things we've gone through i don't know three four cleaners mm-hmm. uh we recommend just I would say always be looking for cleaners. Yeah, have yeah. a portfolio. Always yeah. have a uh, have a backup just yeah. in case something does happen. Mm-hmm. Or um, three. Yeah, or three. <laughs> or four. Yeah. I mean, when when we yeah, because when we had our, I don't even know how much we had six or seven running. Mm-hmm. You need backup cleaners. Yeah. Because like sometimes it's last minute. Mm-hmm. Someone or they overlap. Yeah, over the lap or, or so you need to be very organized, and that's what Mel was doing. So. Yeah, I definitely say organized with that. So, I don't know. Is there anything else? 
I think that we covered pretty much everything, the whole process. I think it's anyone who's looking to do Airbnbs, like, I think it's, it's, it's growing for sure. Like, a, there's been so many new Airbnbs coming up. Um, so I think people do see the appeal of it. Um, but you definitely just got to make sure that you do your due diligence in those areas that we talked about. But I think it's, it's a pretty good business. I think so. I think once we, once COVID passes, I think we're moving all back to Airbnbs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had like so many lined up and now it's just like, all right, let's hold hold (laughs) off for now. Or we're like, should we keep going? And I remember that month, March, uh, February, March, May, um, April, we're like, okay, we might do it. Uh, But then, you know, our tenants, I asked them to stay longer. Yeah, same. And uh, they did, thank Mm -hmm. God. And, and yeah, we, we had to switch them um, all to long-term, right? But definitely, I think if you haven't tried Airbnb, definitely try it out. You'll get more on your rental rate than your, you would on your long-term rental rate mm-hmm. most months. And, yeah, I definitely am pro Airbnb. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's it. Then. Uh, how was your first podcast there, Mel? It was good. I guess we'll have to hear it and see how it turns out, but I think it was good. I think it's good. Good talk.